What's going on, everyone? Welcome. Welcome to the happy. Welcome to the sad. Welcome to the talk. And welcome to the thing. It is I! Your best friend, Mac and Carol. I love being best friends with you. Do you remember the time that we went down to the crick? And we saw that mean old Mr. Fish. And he was saying, And we said, Mean old Mr. Fish, won't you ever learn to love? And he said, <laughs> Good one, Mr. Fish. This is me and my best friend. And then we chopped him up and we ate his ass. Yeah, we chopped up Mr. Fish and we ate his ass. That was one of my favorite days with you. I love Mr. Fish Big Taco that we had. We had one big taco and we kissed in the middle. Remember when we kissed? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was so weird when we kissed. <laughs> My best friend, it's you! I can't believe we're going back to school soon. Ugh. I heard Becky Stevens. It's dead now. <laughs> Rumor has it she died. <laughs> All right, welcome everyone to the happy sad talk thing. And and with that, we're fucking off to the new year 2022. So sorry to anyone that has <laughs> died. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. This is the intro. We're keeping it. It's fine. I did have tacos for breakfast today, and it was great. I'm coming out of COVID isolation, and so my groceries are low and a little strange. Because I haven't been to the grocery store in a minute. I was talking. Oh, what's the, what did I name the person I'm dating in the last episode? Oh, God. It's not bison, and it's not bingus, but it's something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I think I can say her name. We're just going to say bison. <laughs> Today it's bison. I really wanted to keep it consistent, but I can't remember what I said last time. So, yeah, I was talking to bison bingus. <laughs> Um, here's the real thing that we were talking about I was going to talk about grocery stores for a second But I was talking to Bison Bingus And the reason I'm afraid to say her name Is because um, if I say it three times She will appear And oh, I'm, tr I'm trying to run away from her Oh my gosh Can you imagine dating Bloody Mary Yikes Yikes Bloody Mary, what is that? I mean, I know it's like you say it in the mirror as a kid, but is it Mother of God? 
covered in blood? Bloody Mary. Zombie Christ. Well, kind of already was. He kind of already famously was that. And one day he's going to be double zombie? Huh? I don't know about that. That's my new catchphrase. I don't know about that. When do you have the conversation with somebody about expectations in a relationship? How do adults say, hey, do you want to go with me to the big dance? Do you want to go steady with me? Probably not those things as there's no big dance coming up and going steady is not a thing people say. But I've been going steady with Bingus Bison. It was like, oh, it was like bi-ness. It was like bi-less. Oh, fuck. Who knows? Someone does. Um, anyways, we were on the phone last night, and I was like, oh, you got to come over for a game night. Me and my bandmates, we've been scheming a game night with the band and their partners. Um, and so I alluded to Bingus Bison as my partner. And we've been dating for like four months. And I was like, oh no. And it was late. It was a late night phone call. And then I was like, uh, uh, I fucking, I did horrible, you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, we haven't really talked about that. We don't have to talk about that right now. Sorry, this is the worst way to bring it up. <laughs> Sometimes I think my like fucking whole shtick is like charming. This was not one of those times. <clears throat> um, and yeah, basically like, and I like, she didn't hear what I said. And she was like, wait, am I invited to the game night? And then, so I think there was enough like, you know, confusion. We kind of just moved on, didn't really talk about it. And I was, <laughs> and I've been thinking about like, you know, I'm dating someone and basically the whole, it comes down to as most things do in this dang life. What do you want? Getting clear on what you want and then communicating that and then asking what somebody else wants and, you know, seeing if you can reconcile those two things. Reconciliation. Um, yeah, so part of me is like wondering sometimes if I'm a non-monogamous person because the idea of ethical non-monogamy it, it appears appeals more to me than uh, a non-ethical non-monogamy am I right? that's where you're because it's when you're doing a lot of kisses and you're actually very nice <laughs> that's my description of ethical non-monogamy um but I don't know if Bingus Bison, like I, I, w I just want to be with Bingus Bison, you know, and that's more important to me than exploring my non-monogamy. Um, and it's been a while since I've been in like an adult 
relationship. I don't think I've really ever been in an adult-adult relationship. I was dating, like, in college and shortly after college, and those those were, you know, those were good relationships, but this is, yeah. Anyways, new territory, y'all. And I'm wondering how not to be a dingus with bingus, you know? But just, like, check in and just being like, hey, you want to see other people? You want to not see other people? I don't know anything. <laughs> Man, I'm really sick of my own shit today, but... How do I be nice to myself when I'm sick of my own shit? Hearing myself talk going, yay, yay, yay. But I gotta be with myself. How can I find intimacy with... How can I find intimacy with myself? Because that's all there is, folks. Not that that's all there is, but it's like... You cannot escape yourself. It's fun to try sometimes. Forget about yourself. I guess when I'm sick of myself, like, trying to be of service to others is like, you know, maybe I just got to call somebody and ask them how they're doing. Get out of my own shit. That's actually, honestly, the best way to do it. Uh, So maybe I'll get out of here and do that. But anyways, we have a great fucking episode today with my friend Daniel Lumpet. Lump oh god. Daniel Lumporidis. I haven't asked him how to pronounce his last name. I just gotta call him and ask him real quick. What's up, baby? Hey man, how do you pronounce your last name? Lumparitas. Lumparitas! Thanks. Happy to help. Well, guys, here's the episode with Daniel Lumparitas. I love you all. Um, I forgot I didn't say anything about the episode. So Daniel's my neighbor, and he's a great producer, and he has some great solo records out, and uh, super cool, you know, elect- kind of like James Blake electronic-y. Really, really badass production. Cool shit. I would definitely check out his records. Daniel Lumparitas. Um, this is a fun episode because we were drinking during it, which I don't know if I've ever like actively drank on the podcast. Um, and he was like, what if we got a bottle of scotch? <laughs> That's not really what he sounds like. but uh, So, yeah, this is us drinking uh, scotch and we're drinking whiskey. I don't know anything. This is us drinking whiskey, and it's like, <laughs> this episode is kind of a train wreck in an awesome way. Like, <laughs> he's my friend, and we have, like, a great, like, back and forth, and <laughs> but for some reason, like, it was just a little bit off, but I think in a way that is fun. Um, so you'll, you'll get to hear us disagree in fun ways, um, and chit and chat, and we go for a minute. This is a fun Nice, loosey-goosey late-night talk with my friend Daniel Lumparitas. I've got a solo show happening, a record release show happening for my album, um, 
Learning How to Swim that's available everywhere. And the show's going to be on February 24th, the Oracle Tavern in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, more details on that to come. Um, but keep it in mind, sweet ones. And I love you all so much. And I hope you're having a great day. And I hope you're getting along with yourself. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Daniel Lamparitas. Goodbye. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and stuff. I. I don't think it would be possible for me to not swear and not in like a I'm cool way, but in like a... Yeah, yeah. It's just how I've been trained. Yeah. Yeah. Are those the corn cob buildings in Chicago? Yeah. You know I'm from there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any follow-up, but you know I'm from there. I do know you're from there. I'm from there. Do you know uh, what that rendition of them is? No. Why do you have the corn cobs on your wall? I'm a big fan of the band Wilco. Oh, and that that's is, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheers, too bad dude. for you. Dude, and cheers, cheers to you. Hey. <laughs> and we're off, dude. I'm sorry about that. No, dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You, you've brought me many gifts. I, I, I take no jests personally. <laughs> you um, shouldn't. I'm drinking this whiskey that you brought, which is very kind. Thank you. Out of a whiskey yeah. glass. Yes. Um, whiskey tumbler. A whiskey tumbler. Yeah. Okay. That's what the, the adults call it. I don't know, though. I haven't. Whiskey.tumbler.com? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. You don't like Wilco? I'm not a huge Wilco guy. <laughs> not That's a huge cool. Wilco guy. Yeah. I, I don't like... have a reason why. You don't have a reason I why? I don't have a reason why. I just... It's not a great way to start this off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, dude. I'm going no cans. Yeah, yeah. What? We're just here. We're Getting out, out of the cans. Dude, we're just hanging. Um, Bro. Bro. You were just in Chicago. You're from Chicago. Yeah, my sister got married this weekend. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah. It was lovely. We have the same birthday. We have the same birthday. Wait. This is so. This is all fucked up, dude. That's not how... This is not how I start the podcast normally. All right. We can start, we can start over. We, we got to do a restart. All right. We'll restart. And for this round, you love Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? All right. Ready. Set. Go. Daniel! That's how you start? That's how I start every episode and I forgot. Okay. Dude, Wilco, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dude, how are you? I'm good, man. I just saw the Green Knight. Tell me about the Green Knight. It was I've heard sick. a lot about the Green Knight. It was Knight. sick. If yeah. you like movies where not a lot happens, this is a movie for you. And I mean that truly, like, yeah. in, in the Do the you think that could be a preference way. of somebody? <laughs> where I'm looking for a movie where not a lot happens? I'm looking at... Okay, all right. So here's here's the thing. Just here's seek my it thing. out on that. Here's my criterion. <laughs> I really like... Any sort of art that defies my expectations. Yeah. That's like my favorite kind of art. Yeah. Which is why I tend to steer away from like Taylor Swift and why I really like. As an experiment. Yeah. I'm going to try to move this microphone stand so that you're facing. Oh, to face you. Me, to if face you, want. you. You want me to face I you? I should have just said something, but I did the weirdest thing instead. I no, moved the hot. mic stand with my foot. That was hot. And the podcast. And the podcast is going really know. well. Really <laughs> well. It's going really well so far. 
The podcast is already bad, so we've had a full restart. <laughs> and There's nowhere to it. go up from here. All right, you know? There's yeah. nowhere to go up from here. That's not what I meant to say. We're blowing this. Holy shit! It's only gonna get worse the more we drink. No, dude, it's going good. I've always wanted to do. I've never. I don't think I've ever drank on the podcast. Well, and cheers to that, dude. Cheers to that. And man, I'm really excited to one have you be my friend. Oh, that's sick. Two, excited to have you on my podcast. It's good to be here. I don't think I've ever done a podcast before. So this Dude, is... you're unsure about whether or not you've done a podcast before. <laughs> I'm unsure about a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure that I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> you may or may not. I may or may not have, but... <laughs> I've appeared on I'm Wait, like Wait, 90, Don't Tell I'm Me. I'm like 95% sure I've never done a podcast before. Do you listen to podcasts much? Not at all. Word. Yeah, no, like never. Good. Don't. Really never. My girlfriend tries to get me to. Laura. Yeah. Laura, she's her, she has her own identity. She's not my girlfriend, but... Um, this this girl that I partner with a lot in yeah. a lot of things uh, yeah. has tried to get me to and I'm Laura just, I, I just I listen to music more like you know like people kind of have to choose yeah I tend to I tend to like if I'm driving I'll listen to music rather than a podcast yeah, yeah. dude you saw the green knight today I did see the green knight today your favorite thing about art is when it's it unexpected. defies expectations yeah. please continue on this thought because it was sick I think not that all art has to defy expectations, but that's when it grips. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm, <laughs> I moved the microphone stand into your face to try to compensate for what happened before, and it was. Is it better? Wrong. Is it better now? Is no, that was a pure. Ju- that was not oh, a suggest. That that was that just. I wanted to do the opposite just, you felt, of what you happened felt like before. shoving the mic in my face. Yeah, dude. I'm really. Good. I can't. But this is a one-sided fight. I <laughs> can't finally, shove your microphone into your face. Nope. I'm going no microphone stand. Yeah. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> and what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. Anytime we get any kind of momentum going, I am just going to direct. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. So I don't think art has to be unexpected. Yeah. No. But I do think, <laughs> I do think that that's when it grips me the most. Um, and as a producer, that's like what I tend to try to do with my work. Yeah. Dude, I was listening to your music before this. It was really fucking sick. Which stuff? I listened to your most two recent singles. Oh, nice. Yeah. What'd you think? Dude, I thought they were great. Yeah. I didn't. Like, your voice is really good. Oh, I did hey. not expect your singing voice. I don't know why. I had a long journey into learning how to record myself singing. Yeah. Because I hate the sound of my recorded voice, so I'm going to hate this whole thing. Yeah. Um, Most and, people I find do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, something to do with, like, the way it resonates in your own head versus the way it resonates, like, to other people. Right. Um, What's your journey been with recording your own voice? So, I... A, had to figure out what kind of songs I wanted to write, and that sucked for a while. Um, and then when I got to that point, there was one song that I wrote that was like the song where I was like, holy shit, I can make yeah. stuff I like now. And before that, what is your music making looking like? It was always working for other people. Right. And then producing I, for other people? Yeah, I was always producing for other people. Word. So you come up, hey, producer Dan. Yes. Cool. And then what does, I, that, what does that look like in the younger times when you're getting into music? You're like, I uh, was super egotistical and pretty much exclusively had to do with wanting to get girls. Okay. Um, and wanting to like define myself in some way because sports didn't work out that well in high school. Yeah. Um, what sport? Any of them. I tried all of them. Um, and they, Word. none of them worked. Word. And you know, when you're a young boy, uh, you need some way to define yourself. And so I decided I was going to be the music kid. Um, and then I told my friend yeah. who I met in a music theory class, I was like, yo, would you produce me? And he said, no, do it yourself. And I was like, mm, okay. 
and then he taught me how. And then how I old are you at it. this time? I was seventeen. You had a music. So you're like, I guess I'm doing music. You take a music theory class. Yes, and then I met this kid who's Freddie Kent yeah. from Louis the Child, and we became really close. And I was like, Will you produce me? And he yeah. was like, No. <laughs> He's playing no. guitar or anything before this? Yeah, I mean, I played guitar-ish. I was shitty. I okay. was really shitty. Yeah. Um, and he to- essentially just told me that I should do it myself. And, yeah, um, that's sick. He changed my fucking life. Yeah. And showed me how. And then I went to fucking school for it. Yeah. And I was the worst person in my class. Whoa. And I just stuck my head down and I ground for four years. I locked myself in my room and I was on the grind for four years. And then now I actually have a career because of it. Damn. Yeah. It's weird. That's fucking legendary, dude. I think one of my favorite qualities about you is, in the best way, I feel like you have self-confidence in a way that I'm very envious of, where sometimes I talk about my life and my career, and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do this. Uh I'm hoping that this will be what I am. And fuck that shit. You are that. Yeah. You absolutely are that. That's 100% that. And I feel like this energy... Not in like an annoying way, because there's an annoying side of it, uh-huh. but just in a sense of like, you're not asking for anyone to tell you. What, you're like, I am this. Well, at, at what point, let me ask you, at what point? And you're you great be... at what you do. Well, but also that. the like, I just want to, I'm envious of that posture in life, you know? If I, if I were to flip that for you, at what yeah. point would you say you are where you want to be? Right, like when am I cool enough? That's what, like, I was talking to my, my day-to-day and she was like, at a at a shitty job. Yes, you're talking about manager. Yeah, my day to day manager, and Word. she was at a shitty job, and she was like, "Yeah, but I'm going to stay here until I, you know, make make the kind of connections, make the kind of money that I need to can like to start my own business." And I was like, "When will you know?" Right. When will you know you have enough? And then she fucking quit her job, and I was doing this full time, and yeah. is killing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so same. I mean, same question goes to you. Like literally, yeah. like not rhetorical. No, not when rhetorical. When will you know? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, dude. you'll be like, Thursday's now I'm a songwriter. Be... Wait, it's almost Thursday. Yeah, it's Wednesday, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. a great answer, though. So tomorrow. <laughs> so tomorrow. tomorrow. So tomorrow. I'm gonna get all my self doubt in the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk through that. <laughs> One more glass of this, and we'll be there. That's right. No, but have you always been that way? Yes, hundred percent. And now I was just talking to my uh, my other manager about this. I was talking to, the, to him about the idea that now I'm actually at the place in my career where I can uh, back up the shit that I talk. Mm. You know, I can actually like uh, yeah. I can, my ego's writing checks that my body can cash. Word. And it's the first time in my life where I actually feel that I'm capable of doing that. Uh, I always like my goal when I was in college is I was like, oh my god. I should be in LA right now. Like I'm like I'm like wasting my time here. I'm wasting my time here. And I had this like check mark in my head of like, okay, if you can go to LA and sit in a room with Max Martin or sit in a room with Jack Antonoff and you can show them your shit and be proud of it, you deserve to be there. Yeah. I was not at that point. I mm. couldn't do it. And so then I stayed in college and I finished. Whoa. And then I moved out here. But I only now really feel like I'm at the point where I could do that. That being said, hopefully six months from now, I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Now yeah. I'm at the point where I can do that. You know, it's like, I, I understand that that's like a growth thing, but I truly feel like I'm at the point now where I can, I can hang for the first time in my life. So confidence was always Hell there. Hell yeah! Confidence was always there, but, but the yeah. ability to back it up has not. Yeah. You know? That's fucking sick. That's cool. Fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah, and, man. And then fake more. Yeah. You want more? That's 
Dude, I am I am extremely content with this alcohol. amount of alcohol. That's okay. But I celebrate you, and I cheers to you. I'm I'm gonna keep drinking. Fucking hell yeah! Cool. I didn't eat a lot today, so this is gonna be fun. Dude, I support you. Thank you, my dude. You're so supportive. Thanks, man. You're so goddamn supportive. So <laughs> truly, so truly. When will you know? Yeah, that is not such, not a rhetorical question. I think I think the true answer is when I am financially independent from creative endeavors. Like, I mean, like, like, like you don't have to teach music lessons. Yes. Yeah. That's when you'll be like, I am. But I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's going to be a long-term thing for me, you know? Yeah. Because I do enjoy it. But I think like, I'm also like, parents still help me out a little bit with some bills here and there's, there. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like we. I do have some shame around it, but it is what it is. I also know I'm very lucky, but also when I, when I'm doing all my own shit uh-huh. and i you know, but it's a good question because it's a moving target, you know? 100%. It, it always like, will be. And that's kind of the point, right? Right. And that, I feel like, is the heart of the question that you're asking. And it is a good point. The point, the, the, the answer is I should be doing it right now. Be like... You are a songwriter. Yeah. You have other shit to do. Yeah. But you are a songwriter. There is a part of me that is always trying to disqualify myself of like, I'm not a real artist or yeah, whatever, you stupid. know? And it's dumb that's and I want really it dumb. to go away. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Nice. <laughs> Dude, that's maybe stupid. I don't like Wilco anymore. Maybe yeah, that's dude, what fuck I'm learning. You and fuck Wilco. <laughs> so fuck you, Jeff Tweedy. Pitching a new personality for me tonight. I don't like Wilco anymore. <laughs> I am a songwriter. And and fuck very- Wilco. <laughs> I will only listen to Tom York's solo project from here on out. <laughs> I feel like their 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 music lives close together in my heart. Really? Yeah. Those are probably. I was thinking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. People that have remained interesting creators into their like very few of across them. their career very you know? few of them very few it's mostly people are like really cool and interesting for a bit and then maybe like make like mess stuff forever i would say actually i don't know if we're supposed to name drop stuff you can do whatever you want no I rules know. it feels i feel like i don't want to shit talk yeah but i feel like for me it, yeah there have been a lot of artists that yeah their first couple records were their strongest yes very common trajectory yeah and then they have a really hard time following that up yeah um and it's i also don't know if that's the way for any other media you know i have no idea i mean tarantino has gotten more uh elaborate but i'm not sure anything's topped reservoir dogs for me word yeah right like i don't know i don't know maybe it's not always that the first thing is your best but I mean, I know, uh, I'll say for me personally, Yeah. Alt-J's first record is a magnum opus work of indie rock bullshit. And yeah. I, it is foundational for me. This was one of my questions for you. Yeah. Was, what's your foundational stuff, my dude? Okay, Alt-J's an awesome wave. That's sick. Foundational. Can't, um, I honestly, not hip to Alt-J. I remember when they were on the radio, and I just like fully missed that wave. What's that? The radio? Yeah, what is that? Oh, it's this. Okay, so check this out. I'm yeah. going room for room in my car <laughs> fast as hell. Yeah. And I'm switching lanes fast yeah, as hell. Fast as hell. I'm like just going left like and right do. between two lanes. Yeah. And I'm going, hmm, I wish I was actually hearing a song right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. push a button. Yeah, one button. The radio is <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire September playing That's, I have constantly. one song. I think my radio's fucked up. <laughs> 
I think either I have a CD in one <laughs> with one track <laughs> on I, it, or my radio. That I think is up. the radio. I or I'm seen. being haunted somehow <laughs> by a really clever ghost. <laughs> it's a nice ghost. <laughs> a nice ghost. Um, I would say All J's an awesome wave is yeah purely foundational for me. Uh, Dave, Wait, the name of the record is An Awesome Wave. Yeah, it's fucked up. I'll send it to you. It's ridiculous. Um, it flows front to back like nothing else I've ever heard. Yeah. It's one of those records that the first time you hear it, uh, like the first time I got into it, I uh, couldn't stop listening to it for like a month. There was nothing else I wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, and I'm the kind of guy that like refuses to play the same song twice in a day. Like I hate that. Interesting. And I really only wanted to listen to this album for like a month. That rarely, rarely, rarely happens to me. Yeah. Um, Even as a kid. Yeah. I would say Linkin Park's Meteora was my first album. And yeah. that will always have like the foundational spot in my heart because I think no matter how hard I try, the more I work, I always end up sounding like them. And I don't really know their sound. Always. That's very surprising based on what I heard like and what I think that they sound like. I know, but like if you yeah. know if you know them, like really know them and then like yeah. know what I'm doing, you'll be like, Yeah, that makes sense. Like that, that that's, totally makes sense. That's fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah. I cried like a motherfucker when their lead singer died. I like cried for like a full day. Whoa. Like I was that was the first time an artist had died in my life. That was like right. mine. Like yeah. twenty sixteen Bowie died. Yeah. He wasn't ours. Like I love him. Of course. I love yeah. him. We our whole generation, like, you know, whatever. Like he yeah. we love him. We but all But he's already like, been like a staple of history for our entire lives. Right. I yeah. honestly gun to my head in twenty fifteen, if you were like is David Bowie alive or dead? I'd be like, mm, probably alive, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't know. You didn't know. Like, I, I was going to say, like, the other, another one of my foundational records is Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Word, and, yeah. yeah. I didn't uh, know. It's the 70s. You know, you're like, yeah, this artist from the 70s, he's right. alive, probably. Yeah. But when Chester Bannington died, I was, like, a wreck. Yeah. It was totally different. Do you remember how old you were? Yeah, he was... I was didn't know the Linkin Park guy died. He... Killed himself. What? Yeah, in 2017. Holy shit! I think. Damn, that's that's tough. I was thinking about this the other day, like when Kurt Cobain died and when John Lennon died. Yeah. It's just like massive cultural moments that I was like, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. When Justin Vernon dies, I think I'll shatter. Dude, imagine um, if someone assassinated Justin <laughs> Vernon. You know, no. <laughs> like. I was just, I guess I was thinking oh about when no, John Lennon so got right. shot, you're, but like... It's the equivalent, that's 100% it. Like a sniper. Somebody <laughs> took yeah. out Bony Bear. <laughs> He's alone in his cabin in Wisconsin. Like, that would be unfathomable. <laughs> oh my God, that's you fucking know? hilarious. Yeah. So dark. Yeah, no, oh very dark. Truly, though, if somebody... What would you do? I was just, yeah, I don't... That's like there is no God shit. That's yeah. That's like life is utterly meaningless. Somebody assassinated Justin Vernon. But I'm sorry that one of your favorite artists... Uh, it was the worst. Took their own life, it was, yeah. It was one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, truly, it was like a piece of me was gone. Yeah. The, again, foundational. This is like, if you want right. to like just peel me back, this is onion core yeah. shit. It, this album, Meteora, and really, like, from their yeah. first to their fourth record, like, those four albums, they were the first band that was mine. Yeah. You know? They were fucking mine. Dude, if Ben Gibbard, you know... That died, was yours? That was That me, was yours? Yeah, Dude, Plans were. is a perfect album front to back. I do think... <sighs> so good, dude. I do think they recorded I Will Follow You Into the Dark too fast. Mm. I think it was too fast. Yeah. You mean tempo-wise? Mm -hmm. I think okay. it was too fast. I think it's, like, if you were to play that song, like... 
10 to 20 BPM slower, it would 10 crush. to 20. It would crush. <laughs> Not in that arrangement. Not in that arrangement. But if it was like a Sufjan song, if you took that and put it on Carrie and Lowell, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like if you took that and made it 4th of July, like right. with just like him at a piano and like slowed it way down. Yeah. I think it would be absolutely gut wrenching, and the, cool. the arrangement that it's at right now feels like a leftover from the like late '90s, early 2000s, like yo kind of era. You know, I th- I think I remember hearing that that was like a last minute <clears throat> recording, like addition to the album. Really, because the rest of it is pretty like ornately it's produced. It's pretty goddamn well thought out, dude. I love that album so much. I have memories of I had like a CD player boombox, just like tinny as hell Mm -hmm. and i would play my gamecube and did you ever play the game bounty hunter Django Fett from Star Wars had his own game, that dog. Sick. That sounds it was really sick. sick. Django Fett was on my Game favorite Cube? Star Wars on Game character. Cube, the best fucking system ever. Dude, I would sit on my floor. I would sing along to to, to plan. What Sarah said. Oh my god! At age eleven, playing freaking bounty hunter. You're singing. You're singing along to "Love Is Watching Someone, Someone Die." die. <laughs> so who's gonna, gonna watch gonna you watch die? You die pew, as you murk aliens. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> and now you make more sense somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's really the same shit. <laughs> Who's gonna watch you die? God, that song is good. That dude. song makes me cry. I think every yeah. single time I hear it. Yeah. I think every single time I hear it. How, I mean, th- that's it right there. Yeah. You know, there's only a couple things that do that. Foundational, Daniel. Yeah. Things other than music that do that for you. Um, there, are a couple, music there are a couple things that are foundational to me that are not music for sure. I think Damon Lindelof is my favorite creator of all time. Whoa. He's a showrunner. Yes. Um, he did Lost. Yeah. He did The Leftovers. Yeah. Which is my second favorite show of all time. And Never he, seen The Leftovers. It will fuck you up. And but he, Lost was one of my first quarantine rewatches. Oh, you did the whole thing? Did the whole Laura thing. Laura and I are watching it right now. Yeah, we're, we're first like, time. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm like, this is like my third time, but it's been yeah. it's been like since high school, you know, like since I was like a freshman in high school watching it. Yeah, and dude, that pilot still smacks. Unreal. The pilot is still really good. It does kind of feel like a 40 year old white guy wrote the whole thing because a 40 year old white guy like did write the whole thing in 2003. So like, right, got a couple of Asian stereotypes that aren't yeah. super cool. A couple totally. of black stereotypes that aren't super yeah. cool. Yeah. The Iraqi guy's whole thing is that he's Iraqi, which is not <laughs> super awesome. Yeah. But. Yeah. But like anything that lives in an era, which yeah. all things do. It you have if you take it with a grain of salt, it is truly still really really impressive. Yes, fully agree. So Damon Lindelof did that. He did Le- the leftovers, which I think yeah. is criminally underrated. And he did uh, Watchmen, which yeah. is the show Watchmen, which yeah. you should see I after you've should read the book. See it after and you've read the book. This guy, upon knowing me for a pretty short amount of time, I would say surprise gift. Get me the Watchmen. What the hell? As the comic book, yeah, I gave you the graphic rules. novel. It's, That's the best. Uh, that you want to talk foundational? That there's a there's a creative life yeah. for me before Watchmen, and there's a creative life for me after Watchmen. Unreal, dude. It's Again, insane. Ki- one of the kindest moments of my times. This guy I, gave me a book out of nowhere. What the hell? <laughs> yes, I, I I legitimately think no bookshelf is complete without that book. I'm telling you, it will it will shatter what you think that medium can do as like comics. Damn, hell it's yeah, really. Uh, special. That's really cool. We're we're talking like 
questions of God and the universe and existence paired with like Vietnam era paranoia and and Nixon's Watergate and and what does it really mean to be a superhero? Right. Like he Alan Moore has this idea that all superheroes like the first superhero movie is Birth of a Nation, which is yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Which Who's is the superhero? The, the white dudes. Yes. No. He's saying, yes. Superhero movies come from white men dressing up in capes oh. and chasing down the bad guy. Oh, and that's what it means to be a superhero, because Whoa. if a black man were to do that, then he wouldn't go that well. So mm. that's like the se- the thesis statement for Watchmen. Oh, really? Yeah. As like a rebuke of that? It, the Watchmen is a criticism of superhero Fascinating. Genres. That's sick. And Whoa. It is, yeah, it's incredible. And it's the reason that we have shit like The Dark Knight. It's the reason that we have this Marvel fanaticism right now, yeah. I mean, which I'm also super here for. But it is, it is a critique of those entire genres because it's like, what does it actually mean to be someone who just does this? Right? Like, you just decide to dress up in a cape and go beat the shit out of people. A, you can only do that if you're a straight white guy. Yeah. B, you can only do that if you have some sort of neuroses. Yeah. C, like you're just like judge, jury, and executioner for these people right? who, you know, yeah. maybe don't deserve that. I, yeah. it's, it, it questions the entire genre in a way that uh, the medium and, and, and the way that it uses its medium, it, it like it conflicts with everything yeah. that preceded it. Fuck. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. You will love it. That's so fucking cool. And I'm thinking now about, yeah, like Batman. Is we dark. We love Batman. Really dark story. But the idea of just like a fucking billionaire. Like what a if, billionaire. If Jeff Bezos. Dressing <laughs> up. And started fucking killing motherfuckers. <laughs> and started beating the hell out of poor people, mostly <laughs> poor people, mostly like poor, like like yeah, black and brown communities, yeah. right? Like Bruce going Wayne, in, not a hero. Like, no, that's the that whole lens. thing. Is yeah. like when you <laughs> when you think about these people and how they haven't evolved. Right, that medium hasn't evolved with the times, and it's like really kind of dark, yeah. not in the way that it was intended to be. And so, that's what Watchmen's critique it so that anyways that fucking book slaps that's all i have to say about that i'm sold as hell yeah it's really good so damon lindoff is my favorite creator of all time yeah and his watchman that he created is in constant conversation with the graphic novel but it is not the graphic novel it's not a retelling of it mm. it's a uh, continuation of that story well that's cool the original starts in the 80s and damon's is in 2019 and it is it elevates both him and the novel at the same time it's wild. I literally couldn't recommend it higher. Hell yeah. And then the other last thing, I'll stop talking. Uh, the last thing <laughs> no, dude, is... Uh, it's a, it's a podcast. podcast. I'm supposed to be talking. That's right. Um, you're my friend. I'm curious about your heart and your mind, and I feel like I'm learning a lot from the cool shit you're saying. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Never seen I it. I was so high the first time I saw it. I was in college and yeah. ripping bong hits with my roommates. Yeah. As one does in college. Yeah. Watching 2001 A Space Odyssey is the only medium in which you're supposed to watch that movie. Um, and being super high kind of allowed me to get past the like 60s of it all. Mm. Um, and it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And if art yeah. is the unexpected, if the unexpected is like what really gets me, mm. this was the pinnacle of that. You and I, you and I should hang out and do a watch sometime. There's 20 minutes of dialogue total in the whole movie. It's like two hours long. Yeah, um, that sounds sick. It is 
uh, it's the re- it came out a year before the moon landing. Yeah, and it's so good that people think Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. That's mm. how good it looks. Right. Right. That's right. how like good it is. Mm. And it is a story about everything. It's a story about uh, what it means to be a person in the universe. Yeah. And like our relationship with the universe. That was his goal is to like create something that was like about man's relationship with the universe. Yeah. It was fucked up. This is sick. I feel like I'm getting a clearer idea of my friend Daniel. I think. I've known you for what? Calendar year? I think about a calendar year. That's sick, dude. Yeah, because we only met when I moved in here and found out that you were my roommate. That's or we, sick. Our housemate. Yes, that is correct. Not hilarious that that happened. And I also must express my gratitude to you and Laura, your partner, and just your whole house of people of just being extremely kind and inviting and inclusive in... Just like, hey, come hang. Or like, hey, come to this thing. Or, you know, I just feel like, man, that was a sense of community that I had been missing in my life. Really? Yeah, man. And it was just like, oh, man, it meant a lot, means a lot, and will mean a lot to me forever. I really think that that's like something that people... And you're really good at it. You're really good at bringing people together. <laughs> it's the honesty. Yeah. I think people respond to the honesty of like, yo, dude, let's be friends. Yeah. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. I like yeah. want you to come chill. Like, I yes. think like being coy and like playing games, it doesn't work romantically and it doesn't work socially. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about how cool you are. Nobody gives a shit if you like, you know, can like play hard to get. Like, let's just like fucking hang out and play Super Smash Bros. Also, yeah. do you want to play Super Smash Bros after this? I would love... Nothing more. Yes, dude. That sounds yes. excellent. Who you been playing with recently? Man, I don't think I've played the game since at your house the last Wait, really? time. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to die. Yeah, you're fucked. But I'm a duck hunt till Are you I really? Die. Oh, you are you are duck hunt at his core. That's right. The sillier the character, the better I am with them in that game. That sounds totally accurate. Do you remember the first time that you got high? Yeah. What was the story? Um, you gotta give me a sec. I said yes before I actually thought about it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make <laughs> it. Fuck, I was like, just start talking. You'll do it. Oh, this is the thing about me. I don't have an inner monologue. What? Yeah, yeah it's gonna be. What do you mean? I don't have an inner monologue. I don't have an inner monologue. I don't talk to myself. Fascinating. Yeah. I thought you were going to call me a fascist right there. (laughs) 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 Fucking fascist. Dude, what a weird definition of fascism I would have in that moment. So this this is why I can talk a lot, right? Yeah. Because it's all stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, I'm never like. That's really interesting. That's really cool. I'm never thinking about shit before it comes out, but. That sounds like it, it works to my to my benefit and to my detriment a lot. Mm. Um, you just tried to put your foot up on that desk and, and I abandoned did not it. Succeed. No, I did one. Okay, so here's the thing: I yeah, got a desk next to me. I did right foot up yeah, on the right desk. Right foot up on the desk. And then decided to and just, I was, it was like, too high. It was like higher than your body. Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to go one foot on the desk. No, and it's not it. A lot of visual shit going on on this podcast, which absolutely rules. Um, I was trying because two feet up on the desk, I was digging. But I was trying to go one foot on the net. Fucked up, dude. Absolutely fucked up. I just needed it to be said. Um, I, so I, I don't have it. this inner monologue that other people seem to have. Like yeah. when I watch Scrubs, 
Right. I was just going to say Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh, you want to talk foundational? That was the first show that was ever mine. Yeah. That was like the first. I think I modeled my young personality after an amalgamation of those characters. I'm no Superman, dude. Literally, right? I was like. Rules. I was. That's how I got girls when I was in like eighth grade is I put on my eighth grade version of like Dr. Cox. And I would Dr. do like, Cox, like silly mean rants and shit. I would do yeah. that. I would do that. Cause so like, you're eighth grade going Dr. Cox. I want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Which is cool. not a role model, right? The whole point of that show is that he's not supposed to be a good role model. <laughs> but he is. But he uh, is. He's like sweethearted. He but Come he's on. also like a high functioning alcoholic and like not yeah. not the guy that you should be modeling your personality off of. But I no. uh, saw it as like, wow, that guy fucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was like a kid, I like started modeling my personality off of him. But an- anyways, that- I definitely had a crush on his wife in that show. Oh my god, Jordan, Jordan, yeah, holy fuck, and Elliot. Those were two like early pubescent yeah. crushes for me. Well, and also that show like did not hold back on the again the like early two thousand straight white guy writing, <laughs> right? Where it was like this is for the straight white men in the room. Let's have these sexy women take off their shirts and yes. make it kind of a joke. Um, yeah. But so when I watch Scrubs, I yeah. don't like that inner monologue uh, narration I that he has. Just now, how much I fucking watched and loved Scrubs. I just rewatched it actually. How did it hold up? Not well. Ah, no. <laughs> that's what I. Not well. I mean, there's some brilliant parts. Like, there are some pieces of the writing that are, like, super smart. Yeah. The great comedy. Truly great comedy. But then there's parts that are, like... Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Word. Sorry, Scrubs. Yeah, it it is what it is. Uh, It's part of an era. And, like, just... Comedy especially, like, really dates itself moving forward. Yeah. But... So I, I don't have that talking to myself thing, talking through, like, do other people do that? Is that, like, I've I've had people say that they do and some people say that they don't, but I truly, like, I can't imagine what that would be like to just, like, have a conversation with myself. Every time I try, it feels forced. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm not thinking of anything right now when I'm silent, which is I why I talk a lot to fill the space. Yeah, I can't think of any other way to uh To talk to exist. yourself? No, to, like, I am... Constantly talking to myself. Are you talking to yourself right now? Yeah, dude. What are you saying? I'm saying hella funny shit, dude. Are you really? Yeah, are you, are you being my... funnier in your yeah. head than you are right now? I'm being legendary funny. I'm doing like no a way. legendary comedy show for myself right now in my head. Bro, I'm doing it's fucking Seinfeld it's in way, this bitch. It's way sicker in my head right now than this than this thing <laughs> I invited you to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like not like when I'm talking, but I mean like or maybe a little bit. I don't know. But like it, it, there's all it's a lot of times out loud by myself. Um, but a lot of, at least, yeah, inner monologue. What do you think your thoughts are? Whoa, what do I think my thoughts are? Yeah, what do you think they are? Like, where do they come from? What are they like? Like, do they like? Okay, so you say you're talking to yourself, right? Yeah, that's right. That implies like an extra. It implies like ab extra, right? It, it implies something. Ab that extra? Like, yeah, yeah. It's what Latin. that mean? It's Latin. It means from like from outside. Okay. Um, it means something that like you have a brain separate from your mind. Right. Right. You're yeah. talking to yourself. Right. Who's talking to who? Which one am I? Right. What are your What yeah. are your thoughts? Man, that's some like that's some like meditation shit. You know, like look. I, for I don't the really. Sub- I get bored with meditation. I don't really subscribe to it. I feel like you do, and Noah does. My roommate Noah does a lot. Yeah, yeah. But he I, and I, I we talk about it a lot. I can't really meditate. I get really bored. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is kind of the point. But I wouldn't know because I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. But well, it sounds like you have a, like a pre- like your default mindset and the way you're describing it like struck me pretty fucking very, zen. That's I, it's yeah, either an excuse, like, yeah, or it truly is like 
Yeah. I'm either the most Zen person you know or the least Zen yeah. person you know. And I've never quite figured out which one yeah. I am. But what truly, like what do, where do your what are your thoughts? What like, are my what are they? What are my thoughts? Yeah. Whoa. Where do you stand on that? Well, I guess like the more I like reflect on it and mm-hmm. like try to bring awareness to like my relationship with my mind. Right. It's like these are impersonal and impermanent. And like, what are your thoughts are impersonal? I think to a degree, yes. That's, and like the more why un- why are they impersonal? That doesn't that doesn't track for me. Like the more unpacking I do of my past, or I guess maybe not impersonal is the wrong word, but that is like a, a Buddhist idea that I do subscribe to. That it's just like your thoughts are coming from I guess like you like you are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like that idea. Cool. In terms of like they're not who you are, you know? And it's like they are for me It's very lot, counterintuitive. Yeah. I feel like it's very natural to like identify with your thoughts and it's i feel like um the more unpacking i do of my past the more i realize that like the stories that i'm telling myself are reactions to things that i was like scared of as a kid that is like not the truth anymore you know but i suppose that's like a belief system but your actual Mm. linear thoughts right what you're thinking to yourself you ever seen the movie the commitments no I'm doing leg up over here now. Yeah, that's my boy. You ever seen the movie The Commitments? You already said no. No, no. That's a movie my dad fucking loves, dude. Pretty sick movie. It's like you want to fight your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with the idea of fighting my dad. (laughs) I think part of me, part of me is always gonna want to fight my dad, and then the other half is also just gonna like yearn for his approval twenty four seven. Of course, I mean, what is having a dad? Both of those at the same time, for sure. (laughs) That is, that's what having. I think he also wants to fight me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, when I was like fifteen, that was also like a lot of that idea was also instilled in me, like by my uncles and stuff. Fighting your dad? Yeah. When can you kick your dad's ass? No way. Yeah. Really. So it was always this idea of me of like one day. (laughs) one day and then my dad at age fucking you know 55 or whatever was like hmm what's this whole p90x thing about and p90x is like a really intense home workout shit whoa is your dad ripped my dad just got ripped (laughs) that puts a wrench in those plans (laughs) as i was kind of reaching my adult body my dad just like started doing an infinite amount of (laughs) push-ups So my dad is still to this day so much stronger than that I think that so I will funny. ever be in my life. Oh my god! So I, the idea of fighting my dad is so scary to me, what? but I also, for some reason, still like think about that. So what's the commitments? He loved this movie, The Commitments. It's yeah. it's about like an Irish soul band in like the eighties or going. something, and it, so it's this like band they start doing like soul covers. And there's this guy that the main character of the movie is not in the band. He's like the manager of the... He's like putting the band together. Okay. And he is constantly interviewing himself. He's just kind of like taking a pee and he's like, Jimmy, when did you get the idea to start the band? Or like, whatever. That's a great Irish accent. Dude, thanks. I think about it a lot. Do you? Yeah. You aren't your thoughts though. (laughs) So I, and I like identified a lot with that when I saw that as a kid, as the person interviewing themselves. Really? Which is definitely narcissistic and like escapism, but it is like a weird sort of, sometimes I will be having 
fictional conversations that with somebody else that uh-huh. aren't happening yet. Really? Yeah, all the time. You yeah. have like these like made up dialogues. Yeah, and sometimes they're unpleasant. And I'm like, why am I in Whoa. an argument? <laughs> you know, in my head. Yeah. You get weird. like assaulted by your own thoughts, like verbally assaulted by uh, your own thoughts. Or I guess I'll be like strategizing. I guess in a way it's like a control thing where I'm like, if this type of conversation comes up, I want to plan out every single thought. So I have the smartest, terrible. coolest thing to say. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. It's awful. Dumb. Do you ever have the smartest, coolest thing to say? Yeah, right now. Yeah. And the smartest, coolest thing to say is jazz. I don't remember the first time I was high, I think. Yeah. I'm liking the pa- like the pace of this conversation and then just like hard <laughs> derails from both sides. Like I do I feel find like it. you and I are on the same vibe there. And podcasting I, is I, fun. It, podcasting <laughs> is fun, dude. And I, yes, yes. I don't think I remember the first time I got high, but I do remember the first time I puked from weed. You puked from, this is a thing that happens to people. I've never experienced this. Then you've never done a gravity bong, my friend. Whoa. I don't even know what a gravity bong is, my that's friend. My, that's my dude right there. Gravity so bong? My roommates yeah. were weed heads. Yeah. Jay, who you know, yeah. used to be a weed head. Yeah. We would like... that. He, he and my other roommate, um, whose name is Tim, and I will name check him. Tim. He's great. He's in a better yeah. place now. Is he dead? Colorado. And he and Jay would make these gravity bongs. The big which is... Colorado in the sky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that big mountain range in the sky. He, uh, they would make these gravity bongs. And it's where it's crazy stoner signs. It's actually nuts. You fill a pitcher with water and you cut the bottom off of uh, a water bottle and you put it in the water. Okay. So you have a water bottle in the water. Yeah. And then the the lid of the water bottle. Yeah. Has a is open. Okay. And I'm like spacing on the actual logistics, but somehow you like smoke into the water bottle and then cap it, right? So you like you like take a take a hit and smoke it into the water bottle or something like that, and then you cap it, and then oh, you know what it is? The cap of the water bottle has a joint like in it. So you light the joint, cap the water bottle, and then raise the water bottle up. And as the water goes down, the smoke fills up the water bottle. Oh. And then you take the cap off and you shove the water bottle down. And it's like shotgunning an entire joint into your mouth. Whoa. Uh, it's really nuts. Stoner science. It's actually crazy. Um, yeah. And that's the first time I puked from weed. <laughs> yeah. Because it sends you into the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, when was this? I was probably like 18 or 19. Word. Yeah. But yeah. that's, it's not that great a story, but I just can't believe you've never done a water bong before. Gravity no. bong. <clears throat> never heard of it's a gravity pretty, bong. It's pretty nuts. We won't do one because we're adults now. Yeah. Um, Dude, I'm cool as hell. <laughs> you sound like it. Yeah. You fucking sound like yeah, it. Yeah, dude. What are your foundational albums? Oh, well. Besides Postal Service and Plants. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Jeff Buckley's Grace is definitely one of them. Interesting. You know that record? Every time I try to listen to it, it's never what I want it to be. Interesting. Yeah. I always want it to be Lover, You Should Have Come Over. Oh. And it's not. The record yeah. isn't that. Do you know it's on that record? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I do know it's on that Dude, record. Dude, I have ex- excellent news for you. 
if you're looking for that song. Dude, I, boy, are you going to be stoked about this. Either that or you have not been listening to Grace, my friend. One of the main parts of it is that. No, agree. No, but like I you're agree, like that's I want it the version of Jeff that. Buckley on that song. You want that whole. Vibe I want the whole, whole album to be that, and it yeah. isn't. Yeah, it gets kind of hard. It is such a, a such an eclectic album. Yeah, it goes hard, and yeah. I, I'm never like you know what I'm in the mood for like fucking Jeff Buckley over like rock guitars. Like that's like the shit that inspired inspired Tom York. Yeah, but I'm not like like I would love for this album to be like consistently a mood, yeah. any mood. And so, because I'm like a such an album yeah. listener all the way through, it's really hard for me. Right? Yeah, it's not that consistent. Yeah, I see. I'm I I love that about it. Really? And I like for me, like the through line is him and the way that he's able to weave like Nina Simone, yeah. with like Van Morrison and like the like Kowali like Middle Eastern vibe yeah. with like fucking rock and like Joni Mitchell and like the fact that it's like to me he holds it all that at once yeah it's a thousand things at the same time it's fucking incredible I'm just like yeah. I don't know what, I guess I don't know what context to listen to it in I feel like if it's I mean I feel like you're responding to it honestly um, you know I feel like you don't have to like it it's okay no 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 I disagree <laughs> you you you're you're you feel left out. You're like, what I am do. I missing? Here? I do feel left out because I know "Lover You Should Have Come Over" is probably one of the greatest songs of all time. Should have come over. Like if that song doesn't make you want to punch the sky, I don't know what does. She's the tear that hangs inside my soul forever, dude. Maybe I'm just too I've young wept. to keep good love from going wrong. Uh. God, dude. damn it! Yeah, motherfucker rules. Motherfucker ruled. So yeah. I know that he's great. Yeah, right. But right. Grace as an album is still locked to me, and I haven't figured locked. out my way in. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. That's a good way to put it. Like it's not that I don't like it. I know I will eventually, but I like it yeah. in the future. I don't like it now. There are things that I have thought that I that were locked to me. Yeah, that I have given up on. Like what? The Smiths. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. Mine's the Sopranos. <laughs> Where? Yeah, dude. Have you ever tried? Yeah, I watched the whole first season oh. of Quarantine because everybody was watching the Sopranos in Quarantine. It right. was like, oh, I'm going to, I fucking missed this, so I might as well. Yeah. Dude, it sucked. <laughs> it was awful. I will die on that hill. I'm yeah. going to get death threats. If anybody hears this and hears that I don't like the Sopranos, I'm going to get death threats, but I'm going to go out there and say it. The death threats, or uh, the death threats, the Sopranos just wanted to be Breaking Bad, but mm. it didn't have the Sopranos to look up to yet because it was the first person through the door, so right. they fucked it up. Mm. But Breaking Bad had the Sopranos to look up to, so it could be Breaking Bad. Does that make sense? It's kind of a roundabout logic. No, I feel what you're saying. You, There's this moment yeah. in the first season. They're that trying is, to do, like, the bad guy's actually nice. Or like, yeah, nice. the anti-hero yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Like, they were trying to do that, and there's this moment in the first season that's an, an assassination attempt on uh, James Gandolfini, mm -hmm. right, Tony Soprano. And it's two really unfortunately cast black men, again, who are just just shithoused in the entire thing because it's early 2000s. Yeah. And they go and it's really lame and they like don't really know how to use their guns and like try to kill Tony Soprano and it doesn't work out that well, but it's in his car 
and he wins somehow, even though they have like revolvers at his fucking head. And it's super lame. And it's really reminiscent, though, of that scene in Breaking Bad where the twins try to kill Hank. You know what I'm saying? You didn't. You never watched Breaking Bad. You're looking at me with blank, blank eyes right now. It's okay. Everybody else will know. All, all of our viewers will know. I've watched all of Breaking Bad. I loved Breaking Bad. Really? But I am trying to think of the moment. It's fuzzy in my memory. When the twins, the twins, try to the evil, kill the evil Hank. twins, right? The evil there's twins with skeletons on their shoes. Yeah, in Breaking Bad. Yes, and there's I, the evil fucking twins. No memory of they this. They are uh, 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 crazy eights uh, cousins, right? Okay. They kill and, in the first season. They kill that drug dealer, and his cousins come. His two cousins come, and they're silent the whole time, and they're wearing suits, and they're fucking psychotic. Well, you know what I'm talking about, or no, dude? I. Watch that full I'm not show gonna. I'm not gonna it. summarize the entire plot of this, but anyway. No, I'm a little embarrassed because I thought I liked that show and I can't remember this big it's, part of it. It's all right. It's like ten years old now at this point. No, but dude, it's fine. It's. I don't. I guess I, I don't. You. I guess fine. I hate Wilco and I hate Breaking Bad. It's fucking fine, dude. I don't even know why we're talking about this. Tell me more about your fucking albums. This is stupid. This is a dumb conversation. Tell me more about your albums. No, dude, this rules. My albums. What else you got? Well, like Give Up by the Postal Service. Yeah, that yeah. was number one. That's so makes sense hearing what you've done. It is interesting because I feel like a lot of people are you like grow out of a lot of shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like that I would never grow out of that album. Me neither, man. And that was like that was the first thing for me, you know? And I feel like I'm I listen to it now and it's still so exciting. Yeah. And like deeply moving to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is the pinnacle of like laptop production somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And like back uh, when like dude, two thousand fucking they're using like OG fruity loops or some yeah. shit. Like You're I don't not, know what they were using. You don't have two reverbs open in that no, in that session, dude. dude. And you have like shitty ass like uh Yamaha synths or like little yeah. like little mini Casio things that yeah. make crap sounds. Right. But they somehow made it incredible. And it's so clean and beautiful and interesting and like and you know that just the like production on that, like took way longer than it would be to like yeah, pull up yeah, those yeah. sounds now. Hundred percent. It would be super easy to make something that sounded like that, but it'd be really hard to make something that was that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that record so much, dude. It's incredible. And yeah. the only reason it works so well still now is because the quality of the songwriting is so goddamn good. Yeah. And the quality of the range the arrangements are so goddamn good. Yeah, the sounds almost like don't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like it's it sounds like video game music. But the video game music works for it because it, I don't know, I have a hard time describing that album yeah. in my head. I once told my it's campers so that I wrote Such Great Heights, though. Did you say campers? Yeah, when Were I was a camp, camp counselor. I was a camp counselor when I was in college, when you I was in high school. You gotta tell me this whole thing. I want to hear about Daniel, the camp counselor who <laughs> lied to his kids. <laughs> I lied to my kids all the time, so this is a great story. I wrote such great eyes. <laughs> Literally, I, you're 16, and you're in charge of 10-year-olds, which is a bad idea in and of yeah. itself. And what I kind of my, camp? It was a like, sleepaway camp? camp. It was like yeah. a YMCA sleepaway camp. Yeah. Um, Capture the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent archery, water archery, skiing, archery, water the whole skiing. thing. Yeah. And I was a counselor because I went there as a kid, That's and I just kind of Asian to being a counselor. And I fucking did. You have lied a counselor campers. nickname? No, I was just Dan. Okay. Um, All the camps I went to, counselors had nicknames. No, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint you. What the hell, man? <laughs> but I did lie to them a lot. Right. And I convinced them that whales didn't exist. 
What a good, what a good additional lie. <laughs> One, I'm cool. Two, whales. No, no, no. no. <laughs> whales did not exist. Uh, they were like, yeah, what they do. And lie. I was like, no, they fucking don't. You idiot. Like, have you ever seen one? Okay, unicorns no. and whales. Yeah, are... I was like, you've only ever seen pictures of one, right? Like, you've never actually seen Fuck, one. Fuck, that's funny. Those dude. are fake. It was hilarious. Uh, and what a I, funny, what a funny move. I told them that I wrote such great heights because uh, they were ten and obviously didn't listen to the postal service. Idiots. And Dude, uh, yeah. they wouldn't shut the fuck up and go to bed. And I was like, if you guys go to bed, I'll play you this song that I wrote. That's mine. That I I 100% wrote. On the guitar, you singing, playing? Yeah. So I was. Nice. I just like whipped out my guitar as a good camp counselor does. And uh, I sang them to sleep with such great heights. And one of the kids. That rules. I remember to this day, one of the kids. Damn, was like, that's sweet. Damn, dude. Like, he didn't say damn. He was 10. He was like, man. You could like really make some money on that song if you sold it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll bet you I could. <laughs> I, for some reason in my dumb kid brain, when I heard that song yeah. and I heard the Iron and Wine cover of that song, yeah. in my head I thought yeah. that it was an Iron and Wine song. I think a lot of people did because that cover got way more famous than the song did. It was because of Garden State. Is the cover in Garden State? That's Garden what it State, is. Garden State, as a movie, had this like crazy effect on indie rock in the mainstream. Yeah, like Shins and shit. The right? Shins, it like made the whole... Shins famous. Tearing yeah. is creepy came out way before Garden State, right? Yeah. The o inverted world as a record, also, goddamn O inverted world. But uh, I had a, I was late to the Shins. Were you? Yeah, and I had like a big Shins phase. When? Like two years ago. Whoa! And I was like what a great time i just went li- i was like let me just listen to every shins record oh inverted world shoots to narrow and wincing the night away i feel like are the uh yeah dude like the trilogy yeah everything man. else that comes after is like fine you can run with that like it's i uh, it's all yeah. good port of Morrow is like a decent album you seen uh garden state yeah what do you think of garden state i haven't seen it it was all right yeah it was very zach braff yeah i.e scrubs why do know? people hate him people hate him he's kind of a douche <laughs> Yeah, you've seen Scrubs, you know. Yeah, I think he's like, an actor. I, I, you're no. not supposed to know the actor based off the part. I get that. No, but, but like, but also, I'm it just like his reputation is interesting to me. I once saw a punked. Yeah, where some kid like fake keyed Zach Braff's car and yeah. punched the kid in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Okay, but. I mean, I like him. I love him. You know, fucking Scrubs, right? But right, that's the thing. Is like I have this soft spot for Scrubs, and I'm like, does yeah. this guy suck? Well, when he's in BoJack Horseman too, it's awesome. Dude, playing himself, playing himself that in BoJack rules. Horseman. That second to last episode of BoJack Horseman was like earth shattering for me. What I was thinking about that show today. Were you? I love that show. I think it's a ten out of ten for me. I think it's a perfect ten out of ten. Yeah. There's not a lot of things in my life that are a perfect ten out of ten. Well, Actually, there's probably a bunch, but. Yeah. Not that many comparatively to everything else in the world that exists. So you said to me once, yeah. I want my ultimate dream in this life is to produce film and television. Just to be a showrunner for HBO. Yeah. Showrunner for HBO. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. That's sick. Yeah, it is. How's this? Fi- Tell me about this. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but I, I'm going to leverage being a badass producer. Right, like how do those how do those paths fit in your if mind? If Mark Ronson came to HBO and he was like, I want to make a show, they'd be like, how much money do you want? Mm, word. Right? Drake's fucking executive producing Euphoria and The Weeknd and Sam Levin, Sam Levinson, the guy who did Euphoria, are now like doing a new show for HBO. And word. I just feel like... So the path precedent. is there. There's precedent There's for it, precedent. for sure. That's the word. And I feel like 
creativity as a whole is at its most creative in television because mm. it's inherently musical, visual, and like editing uh, as a creative medium is something that is just like unheard of in like other creative things. You know mm. what I mean? Like a cool edit, <clears throat> a really cool edit of like these two shots. Mm. You can't do that in music. Not mm. really. You have a song, but a visual edit that like really fucks you up. Yeah. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I did not watch Game Fuck of Thrones. Fuck you. Did you watch? Uh, I'm trying to think of another good, great like moment of editing. But Game of Thrones is the only uh, instance that I could come up with right now on the spot. Uh, just tell me. Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, sweet. There's this uh, one moment where they're editing. uh, Like, he's, like, about to, like, dig his spoon into a pie. Yeah. And he breaks the crust of the pie. And it cuts really hard into them breaking the scales off of this dude's sick arm. Mm. And it's really gross and really perfect. And that's the kind of thing you can't do in music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't can't flip an expectation like that. Mm. Not in the same way. Right. Not in the same way. You can, of course, flip expectations, but having a visual flip is different than having an audio flip. Right. Right? Whoa. That's really interesting. It's super, it's a different effect. It's really different. Yeah. And you can't do that. And you can only do that in editing. And there's something called the Kuleshov effect. I think Kuleshov effect. Don't fucking uh, Google that, though. Uh, Say what you said again, but a little bit slower. There's something called the Kuleshov effect. Hmm, Don't fucking Google that, though. Now, the thing that you said... The Kuleshov effect. Yeah, no. Uh, Is that a name? Yeah, it's a name. Okay. Again, I could be stupid wrong. I was worried that it was a a group of words I wasn't able to understand. No, no, no. It's this Russian guy who was an OG film guy, and he uh, was the first guy to really connect two shots that were seemingly unrelated. Sorry, whiskey. I need more. Um, They were seemingly unrelated. And it's he realized that the audience makes the connection in their minds for the for you. I don't mm. have to tell you. The audience makes the connection, right? So it's like mm. if I show you a picture of soup, yeah, and then I See, show please. you, please, <laughs> please do. <laughs> here's some soup, and then here's a picture. Yes, here's a Hold picture. On. Go back to the first one. <laughs> it's soup. It's oh, soup. It's my good soup. Mama, mommy, it's good soup. And, <laughs> and then if I show you a picture of a woman looking at soup. Right. You, or, or uh, sorry, if I show you a picture of a woman Gross. looking at Gross. something, disgusting. <laughs> Please go disgusting. back to the first shot. You're going to assume that the woman is looking at the soup. Right. Your brain makes that connection. Right. Right. I don't know if it's Kuleshov. I. It sounds right in my head, but Gotta man, be. it's probably That's Kuleshov. Right. They'll figure it out. You know what I mean, though, right? You've introduced humility. You're fine. It's fine. All of our viewers are going to just give me the benefit of the doubt on this. Hey, man. What's up, dude? What do you do every day? Uh, you do, you have routines? I have routines, but they're loose. Yeah. I wake up at, or nine every day. Yeah. My alarm's set for nine. I wake up and, uh. <clears throat> Dude, my alarm is also set for nine these days. It's so civilized. Um. Hell yes, nine! I wake up at nine and then I chill for a bit. I just like have my, let myself like sit in bed. Yeah. Whether I need to like watch an episode of something or read a book or like be on TikTok, doesn't matter. Yeah, I just sit in bed for a minute, then I get up and I'll make breakfast. Yeah, which is usually a parfait. I was gonna say t- payment. T- it's a Greek yogurt 
Thank you. And <laughs> it's Greek yogurt and granola. This guy knew I wasn't going to get there with the words. And almonds <laughs> and whatever sort of fruit I want. Yeah. Summertime. Nice. Let me tell you. Dark cherry and white flesh nectarine parfait is one of God's gifts to man. Do you believe in God? Me? Yeah. Who else would I be talking to? <laughs> Wait, have you been talking to me this whole time, dude? Uh, I don't know. I'm like pretty firmly agnostic, um, which is kind of a bitch move. <laughs> it is based on a deep cowardice. <laughs> no, but I guess like, um, to me, yeah. the existence of God or yeah. the absence of God does not change the like significance of any of the like beauty or anything that I see in the world. I think it would. You think it would for I think you? It totally would. Yeah. If God existed. Yeah. If a God existed, you not like a Christian God? God. I'm fascinated by God. Right. I don't. I would love to believe in like a Christian heaven. That'd be fucking sick. I'd love to believe in like a, a you know sort of like Hindu reincarnation thing. That'd be sick. Haven't really. What do you believe? I truly, honestly, like, I think at my core, I believe nothing happens when you die, and I'm terrified of that. Yeah. Um, I haven't really made peace with the idea that, like, existence starts and stops, and there's nothing. Like, you don't remember before you mm. were born, and you won't remember after. You'll just be nothing. Horrifying. Horrifying prospect. What, do you want to be? Something? Something. Forever? Yeah, I mean... I think, like, in four billion years, the Andromeda <laughs> Galaxy is going to collide with the Milky Way Galaxy, and I want to be around to see that. The Andromeda Galaxy. is going to collide with the Milky Way Galaxy. Word. And that's going to be fucking tight. So, for you, it's a fear of missing out. No, it's a, a fear of what the fuck is nothing. Right. Forever. No restart. Just, like, you know what I mean? Like, like truly, like, think about yeah. it. Like, just nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing ever again. Yeah. No reincarnation. No nothing. No You're soup. just nothing. No pictures of soup I can stare no at. No pictures of soup to stare at. No Damn. shitty fucking conversations. No good conversations. Just nothing. Yeah. No thoughts. Right. Matter. Just matter yeah. floating in space. Yeah. Forever. Till the end. Yeah. And then still nothing. <laughs> Forever. Like this is it? Yeah. That's horrible. Awful. Yeah. What a cruel joke. Yeah. And I think that that's probably the most likely answer. Right. So I, I I think at my core, that's what I believe. Do you feel like it would change the way that you lived your life? 100%. Really? Yeah. If you knew that God was real, what would you do differently? I think the idea that someone deliberately created shit yeah. kind of changes everything. What would you do differently? I'm not sure it would affect a day-to-day, but wouldn't it mean that like when you're discovering physics... When you're discovering like new laws of physics or like new new biomes, yeah, you're discovering kind of like new levels in a video game, right? You're discovering like new levels of things that were made for you, right? It would imply that everything is for you. You're special because God made it and He made you, so He wants you to enjoy all of His things. Does it? Just, okay, so does God exist? Make you the middle though? Hundred percent. Interesting. Absolutely. If God exists, you... Then everything's for guys? Everything is for straight white men. Obviously. Bugs and shit. (laughs) Bugs and shit for boys. (laughs) Dude, God is weird. God's fucking... God is fucking weird. 
But if God exists, then do you that think if I told you reason? Yeah, it's not just chaos. Mm. But I know. I guess. I guess you're right. To answer your question is like it wouldn't change what I do tomorrow. Yeah, but I kind of might. I mean, if 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 it was like the evangelicals are right. Yeah, if they're fucking right. Yeah. A sucks for everybody else. B oh. would you not go out and stand on a street corner and shout at people? Like truly, if you found out they were a hundred percent right. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had their beliefs, I would do the things that they did. But right. I, I don't. Know. Right. Yeah. But imagine you did. Right. If you were like God is real, like someone was like, "Yo, dude, this is fucking real." You saw an yeah. angel. I think there's a lot of people though that like there's a lot of distance between like a an atheist and a like a devout fundamentalist. Everything's a, a straight corner. Everything's yeah, a spectrum for sure. And I, again, I don't I don't think like if there is a god, I don't think that it's uh, an evangelical dick by any means. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, like, I'm not guess, trying to shit talk on this podcast, but rules. you know, what? fuck you, evangelicals. I'll I'll go there. But it's funny to me the idea of like God made all the rules, didn't tell us them. We had to kind of figure them out. And still got them wrong. And loves me forever, but if I do the wrong score, I'm fucked for all time. For all eternity, you burn. That's LOL to yeah, me. So That's that some sucks. petty human that shit. That's some petty human <laughs> shit. 100 percent That's not God. Agree. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I'm so mad at you forever because you jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird guy. Uh, what a weird guy. I remember I was listening in high school, I was listening to this Modest Mouse record. And oh. there's, this, there's this one lyric, I don't even know what song, but it's like talking about God. And it's uh-huh. like, why would anyone want to be, be such, such an, an asshole? asshole? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, off of uh, 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 good news for people who love bad news. Yeah. And uh, that 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 lyric, like, who really, would want to be such a control freak? Yeah, I was like, whoa, that really blew my mind. That lyric, yeah, what a great record. Did you grow up believing in God? Nope. I grew more and more fascinated with God the last couple years. Yeah, and more and more fascinated. Really, it became it became more and more fascinated with God because of my fascination with like science fiction and like the universe. Yeah. Um. And God is an inherent part of that. Mm. You can't study the universe without like studying God in a way Mm. like without studying the idea of God. Yeah. Like the, the creation, right. Always comes up. Mm. Why things are the way they are. Why are the laws of physics the way they are? Why does E E equal MC squared? We don't know, but it is right. Yeah. There is a reason for it. Maybe, or it just is. I don't know. Like, is yeah. life chaos? I don't, but you know what I mean? Like, every time, like, right. you learn more about stuff. Yeah. God kind of comes up, not in, like, a, a evangelical fuck you on the street corner way, but, like, a in, like, a, like, all right, but, like, why does yeah. a neutron star turn into a black hole? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It just does. Like, all these question, questions of why kind of end up in, like, a shoulder shrug. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's really beautiful. But yeah. then, like, again, like, you have to just kind of, like, run into that, like, all right, creator myth. Like, run yeah. it. Like, let's run it and see what happens. Yeah. Do you think if it's not God, it's less cool? No. That's what I feel. No, I don't. But it's like, God or no God, it's like, whoa, look at that bird. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that bird. That's fucking weird. They got hollow look bones. Look at that beautiful-ass little guy. That guy's got hollow bones. Yeah. Lunchtime yeah. for me. <laughs> 
that's my th- these are my thoughts. When you see a bird, you go yeah. lunchtime. Oh, not the bird is lunchtime. That's my next thought. Because you go look at that beautiful bird, and then you go, it's lunchtime. <laughs> Separate thoughts. Yeah. Okay, this so is the what bird. I do every day. So I, that's cool to show off effect, though. That's what I'm talking about. Where you talking about? Here's a bird, and then it's lunchtime, oh, and yeah. I, the audience, me, you I connect it was those bird, two yeah. things. Yep, I cool shoved you. You you did. My question for you, Daniel. What's up, baby? Are you in love? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, it's not what I thought it was gonna be. Talk to me about this. It uh is awesome and super easy. And I was in love before and it was really hard. Mm. And I thought that's what it had to be. And I was putting 100% of myself into it and wasn't getting 100% back. And it became this really vampiric thing and crushed me when it was over. Total identity crisis, um, split apart at the seams. And Mm. now being in love. Because it went away or? Yeah. Yeah. Because I put my whole identity into this person. Yeah. And it was gone. Did it like, was it revealed that it wasn't what you thought it was or it changed or? I got dumped. Yeah. And then I I got this girl a record deal and then she dumped me after she signed it. Yeah. Which was pretty tough. Um and so my career, my identity, yeah, and my love, like my love life, like like you know what I mean, like social, right. career and love life were all wrapped up in this person in this identity and Right. Then it was gone all of a sudden like that. And I realized yeah. that I was like being used. And I realized that she didn't feel about me how I felt about her. And she never right. did. And she never was going right. to. Damn. And it was really horrible. But now I'm in love. And it's amazing. And yeah. it's easy. Yeah. And it's like beneficial to me. Which I never realized it wasn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be. You can be in love with someone and they can take everything from you. And that yeah. blows. Yeah. And we're kind of taught that that's a cool thing. Like all the, all the like TV that we see is like really toxic love stories. Mm. Like Ang and Katara is like mm. not a great love story. Right. Every time, or like even more so like Korra and uh, Mako. Yeah. Those motherfuckers are like a fucking super toxic wasteland. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be that way. And we, are keep being told that like that's the way things should be. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's amazing if you just are honest with people. It keeps mm. coming back to honesty and just being like, this is how I feel about something. And they're like, cool, this is how I feel about something. And you're like, hopefully on the same page. And then if you are, sweet. If not, you don't have to be there. You don't have to fight to make this work. You mm. shouldn't have to. And I never do. Not because I wouldn't, but because I don't have to. Mm. Damn, that's cool. It's amazing. Yeah, she's fucking sick. Yeah. She's fucking sick and way smarter than me, which is also dope. Um, she's also going to be on the right side of the, the robot revolution, which is great. Yeah, she does AI. Yeah, she, she codes AI. I asked her one time, are you scared of robots? She said no. And she said no. She thinks they're stupid, which <laughs> I think is foolish of her <laughs> she said something cool though she's like i'm more worried about like what people will do with robots yeah she's just never seen blade runner <laughs> you guys wrote a murder mystery event yeah we did 
It was super Did hard. Did I tell you that I wrote like a list of things that I wanted to do that this summer? And that was number one on my list. And I then think you did. Two weeks later, you dropped off like a fucking script at my house. That's insane. That, isn't that wild, That's dude? That's fucking insane. Like, what a random pull to be like, I want to do a murder mystery. Is there God? Dude, that's is God. Is there God? God is murder mystery, dude. God God is like, yo, homie, like, I fucking got you. Damn. But like, truly, like, you I hate Wilco and I love shit. God. Now. That sounds like we're reinventing your personality yeah. now for sure. What should my new like fashion be if we're pitching new stuff for me? Toga. Toga. I think it's toga. toga. Hands down, I think it's toga. Hands down, toga. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you editing this conversation down at all? No. When do we wrap? Because otherwise it's gonna be a two hour long conversation. Yeah. We can stop whenever. Are you doing all right? I'm great. I just yeah. I just don't know how long you want this to be. I have like a couple more questions okay, hit for me. you. I'm, yeah. I'm totally cool with it. Again, yeah. I just don't want to be like just talking forever because I can talk forever. Yeah. And if you want to kill you're, things. You're being considerate. You're yeah, saying, I'm just trying to. Am I overstaying my welcome? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to overstay no, my welcome fine. on your That podcast. onus is on me. I okay. appreciate you checking in. Happy though. to help. I'm a producer. Yeah. I was like, as the producer brain of like, totally I, are we doing dude. this correctly right now? <laughs> I have a hard time letting go of control. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like, I also produce and I like host this podcast, right. but a lot of times I will, a lot of times I enjoy like, just kind of like free floating with people. Yeah. Um, that's the best part. There, We're killing that. We, we, I, it, it, to me, it is very exciting and interesting, and like I will arrive at interesting places. Dude, I'll take a sploosh. Yeah, you get a sploosh. I also, pre-pandemic, would never like, was never interested in a hard alcohol. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> <laughs> like I, well, I mean, like I preferred beer and wine. Um, thank you. But I guess like, and also, the idea of like going to Vegas. I love Vegas. Dude. Vegas slaps. I, the idea before quarantine, I'll be like, whatever, dude. No, Vegas is dope. And now, dude. like, quarantine happened, and I'm like, dude, let's go to f- motherfucking. Do you want to go to Vegas? Brother, let's go to Vegas. Wait, oh my God, I would love to. <laughs> you, me, Lucy Gladstone, that's it. <laughs> Three of us, Vegas trip. I think we would kill it. We would kill Vegas. Oh my God, we'd do so good. Um,. Do you feel like the quarantine changed any parts Absolutely. of Absolutely. I think it changed you? everything. Yeah. 100%. I feel like I, again, every six months I hope to look back and be like, man, I'm a totally different producer. I'm a totally different musician. I'm a totally different person. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I, or not totally different, but like, man, I can't believe my sessions looked like that. You know? Yeah. I hope to look back at myself and my personal yeah. life and be like, man, you can't ever, believe my sessions looked like that. You, you ever know? open an old session and you're like, I was fucking with that EQ? What? Yes. Literally, I just had to finish a record for this dude that I've been working on for six months. And the... Koa. You met Koa. You didn't meet Koa? He's a super handsome Asian guy with blonde hair who was over staying at our house for like a week. I don't know if I met Koa. Oh, fuck. Were you not there for that whole week? All right. It doesn't matter. It was not important. But I just had to finish his album. He was staying with us, and we were looking at sessions that I was doing six months ago, and I ended up wasting a lot of time, like, fighting with myself from mm. six months ago. Yeah. Like, arguing with decisions that I made right. in these sessions. Right. And I ended up just deleting a lot of my, like, EQ and compression decisions because I was stupid. And mm. once everything was removed, then I was able to just, like, do what I do now. Right. And make things way better. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense in terms of like 
I'm growing. I am changing. What my, was your question? My tastes are refining. How do you think that, like, did quarantine, were there, are there any unexpected desires or, like, habits, ways that you're, like, things that didn't sound interesting to you before that sound interesting to you now? My examples for myself are yeah, hit me. horror films, spicy food, and going to Las Vegas. One more time. Horror films, spicy food, and going to Las Vegas. I thought you said horror films. Um, That's I was what like, I call porn. I was like, God damn, Mac. A lot to unpack here. Where do we start? <laughs> are we are we allowed to say that? Films. Uh, <laughs> whoo, uh, okay. Um, mine, I would say, contrary to what you might think. Or just like any effect that it had on yeah, you. Yeah, I, I would say fucking something, figuring that out right something now. big is that I'm not good at being alone anymore. Whoa. Which is really uh, counterintuitive, but you when used you to think be? about it, yeah, I was great at being alone. Yeah. And now, because I spent a full year and a half with someone right next to me yeah. for a full year and a half, because I was fucking living with roommates. Yeah. So I always had people there. And relationship. And, and I was in a relationship the whole time. Yeah. So I always had someone standing right fucking next to me yeah. for like a year and a half. And now I'm really, I'm having a hard time just like not talking to someone mm. i also think my commitment to science fiction as a genre has really increased because of quarantine yes i that rocks. it does rock it really rocks because i guess i realized that like it was something i could be into actively as opposed to something i just liked yeah science fiction i realized i was like oh this is like a full thing like yeah. it's a thing that I can dive into, like as a whole. I am passionate about this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which yeah. I didn't realize. Like I was like, I don't have any hobbies, and then I was like, No, I fucking love Asimov, and I fucking love like deep space stories, dude. I watched the whole uh, Expanse. You it's said, a ridiculous you show. Said but it's Asimov. So good. Yeah, Asimov. Yeah. What that? Asimov is a. Uh, he was uh, <laughs> voted a grandmaster of science fiction. By the Science Fiction Writers Guild of America wow. in, like, the 60s. He uh, is a straight white guy, go figure, from the 60s. Who had, he Actually, no, not from the 60s. He had a 50-year career writing short stories in science fiction. Um, and I am in love with his storytelling. They are not all amazing because he wrote short, short stories for 50 years, so you're going to have some duds in there. But he has ignited this uh thought process in me that I haven't really been able to stop since diving into it. It's really cool. Can you articulate what this thought process is? He writes stories that are so well done they're almost obvious in a science fiction manner. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I'm reading the series by him uh, called Foundation, which they're making a show on Apple TV right now about it. It's coming out in a few weeks and I'm sure it's going to suck. But <laughs> uh, it's essentially like you have this galactic empire. 15,000 yeah. 15, years from now, you have a galactic empire, a human galactic empire, just human, right? No aliens, just a human galactic empire. And it is crumbling. And this guy is like, uh, hey, this is crumbling. I can see that this isn't going to work. It's because you're too big and the planets on the outside can't be held hostage by the planets on the inside. And you don't know it because you're in the heart of the empire, but it's going to collapse in 300 years. And if it does, there will be like 30,000 years of darkness 
and we're going to lose everything. But if you let me work, I can reduce that chaos period to only a thousand years. And the state goes, well, nope. And they kill him. And (laughs) he sets up, before he dies, he sets up these uh, foundations at opposite ends of the galaxy. And he's like, you are this bastion of science and knowledge while the rest of the galaxy crumbles around you. And again, it just takes these very logical steps to science fiction writing that were just like, yeah, no, 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 that makes sense. That like you have a billion planets in this galactic empire. Of course you wouldn't be able to hold on to it, right? Of course that wouldn't work. That's so cool. It's brilliant. I and so shit want, like that, it's, it it's really dope. That's cool as hell. And like taking science fiction and making it logical and making it real is yeah. something that I've really been like obsessed with. Yeah. You got to watch The Leftovers. Hell yeah. It's fucking crazy. I have two more questions for you. Yeah, hit me. One. Yeah. Have you been to Greece? Yes. What's the next one? <laughs> Tell me about you and the country of Greece. Um, I learned how to ride a bike there. Whoa! Forgot how to ride a bike here. Yeah. Kidding. You born there? It's a bad joke. No. Um, I was. <laughs> it's a really bad joke. Because, you, you know, you can't forget how to ride a bike. No, it was... The it's thing like riding is, a bike. You know? I am dumb. Is oh, this thing. I think your joke, joke is good. No, shut up. I wish I made I don't that, want that joke. I don't want that <laughs> I don't. I don't want that from you at all. <laughs> what was I saying? Dude, Greece. Oh, yeah. No, it's dope. I have a huge uh, part of my identity that is this, like, Greek kid. Yeah. Um, and Greek mythology is, like, the first science fiction lore that I was really obsessed with. Yeah. And still am. Like, my girlfriend... Laura, gotta stop calling her my girlfriend. She's her own person, god damn it. Laura, her own person, not just my girlfriend, has so many things that she's good at. She <laughs> she got me this book of Greek mythology, this like all this compendium of Greek myths for my birthday last year. It's fucking sick. And so I was yeah. rereading them and I realized that Greek myths are essentially just like rape and murder. Uh it they just don't tell you when you're a kid. Yeah. You know? Like all the demigods are essentially born from like Zeus like raping human women. It's grim. It's really grim. So that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. But conceptually still kind of cool without the rape and murder. If you like if you get rid of the rape, it's pretty dope. Do you play Hades? No. Dude. What Greek, is Hades? Greek mythology video game that came out last year. Sick. Was well, it dope? Indie game won a bunch of awards. Whoa, was it sick? Unbelievable. Whoa. Yeah. You would like it. That's really dope. I mean, I was a big Percy Jackson kid, for sure. Word. But so my relationship with Greece really stems a lot. All that to say, my relationship with yeah. Greece stems a lot from mythology. Yeah. Um, and when I go there, I always am like kind of in awe to be like at the site of these things. Like I'm going yeah. there in September with Laura, actually, yeah. and my family. And, uh, so you go there often? No, it was my first time in like 10 years. Whoa. Actually, in like 15 years. How many times have you been? Twice. I was four and I was 10. So Whoa. it was my first time going as an adult. Whoa. And... That's We're going to go to Delphi. I've never heard of Delphi. The Oracle of Delphi is like the Oracle. And this is a real fucking person or a couple of people. Wait, there's an Oracle there? Well, not not still there. Okay. But there was though? There was there's this it's essentially the stadium, like a football field. Yeah. And in the center was where the Oracle was. The and Oracle dude. They would like Whoa. dose motherfuckers that went in there with like fucking LSD gas. Yeah. And you'd trip sack and talk to this oracle. Yeah. And the oracle literally would like 
crush kingdoms. Yeah, right? dude. She what? would be like the devourer of worlds. Like Whoa. you are going to lose this fight. You're going to win this fight. And it's yeah. kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because if the Oracle told you you're going to lose, you're going to go into that fight thinking you're going to lose. Whoa, it was dude. crazy. Kingdoms rose and fell because of this fucking Oracle. The so we're going to go to the Oracle of Delphi. And like, that's the kind of shit. That's like my relationship with Greece is like, I go there and I go for that. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. It's beautiful. Wow. That's but cool. also that. Yeah. My parents got married in Santorini. I'm going to Santorini for this wedding. That's Hell what yeah. That's we're doing, is we're going to Santorini. It's like the most beautiful place on earth. It's crazy. I think it might be the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah, I literally. I got I to would, go I there would, once. I could probably die on that hill. Unbelievably beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I got, I got, what else you got? My other last question is for you is, how'd the speech go at your sister's wedding? Just crushed it. Yes. Crushed it. Did. Crushed it. She refuses to tell me I did anything better than good because she doesn't want to feed my ego, but <laughs> crushed it. We have the same birthday. Yeah, we do. You very kindly invited me to your birthday barbecue that was Laura was throwing for you. It was an we excellent did, we time. Did a good time. I had plans with my family the day before, and I had some plans later in the week that got rescheduled because I got sick, but didn't have anything to do on the day of my actual birthday. And once again, your uh, hospitality, your kindness saved me from, uh, you know, I could have uh, just done nothing that day and maybe got sad. And then I actually got to hang out with some really nice people. And then at that party, you gave rehearsal speech. Mm -hmm. I got to play the role of your sister. You were my sister. Yeah. That was very fun when in the middle of the speech, you referred to me <laughs> as your sister. That, that was actually a blast. <laughs> um, but that was cool. What, what was that? So like siblings, one? Yeah, one sibling. This was it. Hopefully yeah. the only sibling wedding I ever go to. Yeah, right. It was really, it was really amazing. Tell um, me about the time. I got to play uh, piano while they walked down the aisle. What? Which was pretty sweet. What did you play? I wrote something for it because I can't read music and I'm not a very good pianist. All so I wrote something for it. familiar faces. Yes, I played Mad World by <laughs> Tears for Fears. Uh, Wait, you wrote something? I wrote something, yeah. How does it go? I didn't sing or anything. It was, it was just, it was, I uh, ripped That's the chords beautiful. from an LCD sound system song. Which actually. one? Great release. Yeah. Um, which there's no way you know it off the top of your head. You're I not, do. No way. First really? record. Deep cut. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I ripped those fucking chords. Hell and yeah. And then I, uh, I was, it was kind of a combination between uh, great release. Wow, you're really? I'm I don't think I know. I'm bluffing a little bit. Yeah. I know that it's a song on the first record, but I couldn't, I couldn't hum it to you right now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You got me. I was going to say, it's like a really deep cut, and it's not really that common a thing that people... I wanted to know it, because I love that band so much. They're amazing. Yeah. They're fucking amazing. James Murphy is an icon. He's and in the doc. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, Made that me shit, cry. That shit between him and Chuck Klosterman... Is incredible. Just like, that's so cool. Did you read Meet Me in the Bathroom? No. You got it. I heard it. it's sick, though. It is... Simultaneously, incredibly inspiring, super funny, and reassuring. And yeah, it's it bounces essentially just between like the origin story of the Strokes and the origin story of LCD Sound System. That's with sick. Peppering in Vampire Weekend and the National and TV on the radio and yeah, uh, white like, stripes in there. Yeah, yeah, fucking white stripes. Uh, Tell me about your sister's wedding, dude. So I played piano while they walked down the That's aisle. That's beautiful. It was kind of a rip from great. It was a combo of Great Release and Beach Babies. Bon Iver. I don't know Beach Babies. Bon Iver. It's off the Blood Bank EP. It's the one that's like, Summer comes to multiply. You know what I'm talking? I don't know it. Multiply. It's really dope. That's sick. Um, but it was so, it was like a pedal point 
on such a bummer he got assassinated so, i can't believe we started there <laughs> it was like a pedal point on b like b yeah. b b b b b b b b b and it was like a g major with just b okay d major with b and yeah. then a minor b and then c major with b and i'm pedaling i'm just, I'm just pedaling b the whole time oh and you're going and i'm not sure if it's like a c, c major Lydian over thing. b yeah i'm not sure if it's a, a c lydian thing or if it's a, a g just like normal g major kind of thing right but ben said it he thinks it's in g but it was essentially just like a g major chord to like a, a d6 to an a minor nine to a c major seven we um, gotta do this for people that don't speak chords um, can you do these chords tough. yeah i can i can probably do that it was like it was like a how is in tune so it was essentially that and then i would wow. do this uh i would sort of like improvise melodies on top of the pedal point that was beautiful um and it's like a really nice it's a really like it's kind of solemn yeah you know it's a little sad that was beautiful but also like just picturing like you playing that at your sister's wedding also we were locking eyes the whole time <laughs> That was we a were kind of walking, guys. That was time. beautiful. It's really nice, right? I got to hear this song you played for your sister at her wedding. Damn. You got to you got to you got to hear the chords that I played. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't get to hear the melodies. <laughs> there was there was there was a sort of like like I said like I used the pedal point to just kind of like as a starting off point for like other melodies that I would use to like yeah branch off of that. It was really pretty and it so was sick. really nice. And then I was so nervous for the speech that I like, couldn't eat dinner for a while. Really? Yeah. You were nervous for it? I was so nervous. Really? Speaking in front of 200 people is tough no matter what. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It's got to be tough, especially when they're like all there for your sister. Right. And you're supposed to talk about your sister. <laughs> yeah. Friends and family, not about you. Like a historically significant day that gets no do-overs and it's all your family. And Correct. everyone you've ever like had any sort of like Any sort of anything feeling. with. Yeah. Your dad's there trying to fight you. <laughs> My dad was there with boxing gloves on. <laughs> fucking shadow boxing in the corner. <laughs> Classic Bill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was super scary. And then as soon as I finished, I got really hungry, which yeah. was crazy. I've never really had that happen. But it was like, it was under two minutes. The speech was under two minutes. You you heard it. You heard most of it. It's beautiful. Um, I made a joke about the fact that he's going bald and everyone died like they all laughed so hard it and i killed. was super nervous because i was like yeah damn this could go really poorly but it, yeah. didn't, it went really well which was nice nice dodge that bullet yeah um i think that's yeah that's about it i just i crushed it it was really great it was nice. really great man you're looking forward yes one where can people find your shit two like what's on your horizon in terms of like your next quest um next quest i'll do the next quest or like current quest well all right you can find my shit on spotify if you want to hear my solo shit yeah you just type in my name which is going to be on the podcast yeah um that's me i there's also a playlist that's tied to that account 
yeah. called Things I've Done, which is all of the oh, nice. it's all of the production work that I've done oh, for other people. Oh, I'm excited to listen to that. It's way better. <laughs> but so that's like that's like constantly being updated on just like shit that I've done. I think there's like yeah. 80 or so songs on it right now, which is pretty cool. Is there a um, social media place you want to direct people to or no? Not Instagram, but my Instagram's stupid. Okay. It's stupid. What's your handle? Dan Lump. I'll decide. It's dumb. Instagram as a whole, social media as a whole is just like false. I think it's cool. It can be. No. There's nothing bad about There's it. There's nothing bad about I it. Love There's Instagram. nothing bad about social media. I'm an Instagram stan. I think it's the best. I'm so happy you feel that way. You're going to do so much better than I am, genuinely. Like, if you feel that way, you're going to have so much easier a time doing the things you need to do. I don't want anyone to say anything bad about it. It's very good, and I love all the parts of it. I hope that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? So That was a guy. I also... On the horizon is yeah. I'm writing this D and D campaign for us. Oh, I've never I've never oh, DM'd before. Oh, bro, we're gonna use all your dice for sure. This is a gift for you, my friend. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. That's a D twenty, my friend. Did you know purple's my favorite color? I did not know that. Purple's my favorite color, dude. Happy belated birthday, my oh, friend. Fuck yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Um, sick. My this first dice set was given to me. By my sweet friend Moss, and that is one dice for you, I'll dude. I'm excited it. about this D and D campaign. Sick. So I'm doing that. I'm working on a couple shows. Uh, I'm working on big. Uh, old I'm working on a bunch of music. You got to do it. Big old. You got to do a big old burp. I'm working on a bunch of music. You didn't have to say it. I meant you had to do the burp. Oh, I already did the burp, and you already said it, and I loved it both. Hell yeah. I feel like I got nothing else. That's all I got. Yeah. My my mind at the beginning of this podcast started as like a loose, like soggy uh, piece of bread. Piece of bread. And now it's like a really hard piece of bread. <laughs> no, it's it's wetter and looser and like on the floor now. Yeah. I feel like we both killed it and blew it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing my podcast, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Happy to. We should do another one. Yes. We should do another one. Like early in the morning. In British accents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude, 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, exclusively accents. British accents, but also more whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm interviewing Lucy tomorrow. Nice. Do you have any questions I should ask her? Oh, man. We'll talk about it off the podcast. You should... Uh... <clears throat> Can I jump out and scare her? <laughs> Can I jump out and scare her at some point? Can I be like hiding yeah. in the bathroom? Yeah, sure. Because this won't come out before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not going to know. 100%. We're doing it around four. Shh. All right. I might have a session. But yeah. if not, if not, I'm down. Don't worry about It'll it. It'll be pretty good. Yeah. Just shouting at her. I'll just open the, op I'll be like in your bathroom and I'll open the door and just start shouting at her. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> cool. I'm glad we did this. This is great, dude. Hey, man. What'd it get? What'd you get? What'd we roll? This guy. Natural 19. Oh. That rips. That's, I feel like that's the score and we for have this a, podcast. And we have a plus one for friendship, so. Oh. That's a dirty 20, my friend. <laughs> that's a dirty 20. <laughs>
And and with that, I'm glad you're my pal. I'm glad you're my pal too. You want to play Super Smash Bros? I do, and I have to eat some food. And thanks so much for being on my podcast. Yeah, man. Bye. Thanks. Is that how you end? No. Damn. Happy Santa. Happy Santa.